0: You know, if it were any other Friday and any other eclipse, we would just be having a lunar eclipse. (laughs) But not this Friday. We are having the lunar eclipse before the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. You know... I hadn't looked... Hi, Thomas Miller on the Fun Astrology Podcast for January 10th. I hadn't looked at when the next Saturn-Pluto event was going to take place and just am still just blown away that the next time that they will be at the exact degree and minute conjunction will not be until 2,754. That just blows me away. So this energy that we are in, boy, I have been trying to now be in the space of just awe and absorption. And, you know, as it turns out, the way the universe works, I am producing and host co-hosting on a new radio program here in Dallas. And there have been a lot of recording sessions around that. And today we will be, I've got a fully booked day, you know, where normally I would really like to at least have the afternoon and, and just use the time and reflection and meditation and doing some kundalini and that kind of thing. Today, it's not going to happen, and that's okay, because that's how it should be. So let's talk about a few fun things about eclipses. First of all, did you know, we can play did you know, that there are between two and five lunar eclipses per year? No fewer than two and up to five. And did you know that this is a prenumbral eclipse? What is that? Well, that is when, okay, think about, in fact, I put a, a really cool story about this on Subconscious Mind Mastery podcast page on Facebook yesterday. So you could go over there and check that out. It shows you a graphic of what it looks like. But basically, so here's the sun and then the earth gets in between the sun and the moon and it blocks the sun's direct light shining on the moon. Now, whether it's a full eclipse, that's, the, that's a direct block, or a partial eclipse—that's a partial block—and the prenumbral is basically just the edges of the Earth catching a whiff of deflection. So this is the more minor of the three, and I'm tell you what—I'm glad because I don't know that we could handle a full-on, uh, a total, full, a total eclipse or a partial. But yeah, this one—this one has less energy to it. Number one. Now, let's think about eclipses because everybody gets all up about eclipses. You know, it's like, oh, eclipses this and eclipses that, and you shouldn't post anything and you shouldn't do anything. You shouldn't start anything. Let's kind of demyth some eclipses, I think. I've been thinking about this for really a couple of weeks leading up to this about eclipses. And I reflected back on previous eclipses that I've participated in since I really started putting my eyes on astrology. And the one that comes to mind, the big one, was the 2017 full solar eclipse that was seen in the United States. And I happened to be uh, in the western U.S. at that time and was in the area where it was full. And I got to tell you, that is one amazing experience. That should be a high-priority bucket list item to participate in a full solar eclipse where you get 100% outage. It's amazing. Was it earth-shattering? No. Disruptive? Nope. Lingering after effects? Nope. Bunch of stuff that I created under that full moon manifested within 60 or 90 days? Nope. One very cool experience with some friends? Yep. And a souvenir baseball cap to go with it. (laughs) Now, I think back on the solar eclipse that was not visible in the United States, and it was a partial eclipse. No, it was a full eclipse. It was a full eclipse. It was the one last summer. That one was really probably one of the more special ones for me. It was in the middle of the afternoon, Texas time, and I did some kundalini and just really absorbed into the moment of the eclipse, but doing the yoga and that made an, just a really wow, cool difference. And that one was more uh, interreflective. The lunar eclipse that happened right after that, Majana and I just watched on YouTube and we're just in a state of wow. Uh, you know, one of the things is you can just admire the astronomical event for what it is and just take marvel in that every time that never gets old. But, you know, I read these and I don't know. We'll see what happens today. But I read these articles about this or that related to the eclipses. And I mean, we'll see what happens today, obviously. But to me, the eclipses are great times of reflection. This one is going to be oh so much more because it's just this is what sets the crescendo stage for Sunday. It happens. The moon will be in the sign of cancer. My charts are showing it at 19 degrees, 59 minutes. Now, I've seen some people writing up about it being in the third decan, which would put it at 20 degrees, but I don't see that for another 30 minutes. So I'm calling it 19. I'm going to call it the way I see it, 1959. But I also think you could push it into the third decan (laughs) if you wanted to, that's for sure. Not going to argue that point. And the reason why I would prefer to go ahead and tip it into the third decan is that Neptune rules the third decan of Cancer. Pluto rules the second. So if we're calling this 19 degrees, 59 minutes in the second decan under Pluto, then that's a lot of transformational stuff that we're going to get a plenty of dose of not only the rest of the weekend and on Sunday, but all the way through next year. But if we take Neptune and cancer, that gives us some really intuitive and the moon gives us some really intuitive perception. So it's enough on the line for me that I'm definitely going to tip it over and say that we can absolutely paint this with Neptunian characteristics, lunar characteristics, and Cancer characteristics. So my thought for this moon is to enjoy it for what it is. It's a prenumbral, partial, highly intuitive Cancer moon that is basically setting the stage. It is the forerunner for Sunday. So what I would do is obviously a lot of new moon creating, just like I would do any other new moon and will do for this one. Go about the day and enjoy all the recording sessions that I'm going to be doing tomorrow. It's going to really be a pretty cool day, actually, from, uh, from a work standpoint. And then use the evening to draw in that energy and to do the rest of the creating and then especially setting the stage and intentions for Sunday. That's what I'm going to do with it. And then, yeah, probably through the day a couple of times just check the news headlines to see what's going on. I am really centering and focusing internally. So all about, you know, whatever hype there is out there about Saturn, Pluto and all of this stuff, I am just really getting centered and realizing as I have perspective this thing, put it into perspective for myself since the very first time I saw it was this is going to be the most amazing transformational energy that we have experienced in multiple lifetimes for those who take advantage of it. So I am using it to look within and do the inner work. I'm figuring this is the time for my soul to capture this. I've tried to put stuff on Twitter. And certainly in this podcast, and a lot of you have become aware of this because of the podcast, and I am so thrilled to have had that influence in your life. But now it's time, I think, to kind of turn down the noise and let's just get real centered and let's experience this for what it is. It is truly a very solemn moment, and I want to maximize that on a soul level to its absolute fullest. And I have that hope and prayer for you as well. Have a good TGI Friday. I will see you tomorrow and Sunday as we continue to experience Saturn-Pluto 2020. Have a great day.